Hello guys, I'm Jack. And I'm Christy. And welcome to Shots Fired. <laughs> Today we have our very first guest episode with Miss Tanya Mitchell. Tanya Mitchell is an incredible photographer and biographer. She's based between the Gold Coast and Sunshine Coast. She kind of bounces between. Um, you can find her tag in the show notes, so definitely hit her up. Um, yeah, we love her. I'm excited to have her on. We chat about Tanya's journey with photography, where she is now, where she wants to be, and a little bit of goss in between, a little bit of a chit-chat. So thank you so much for listening. We hope you like our first guest episode. And if you have any other guests in mind, please let us know. We'd love to hear from who you want to hear from. All right. Enjoy. Bye. Bye. I'm Christy. And welcome to Shots Fired. This is our first guest episode. And we have the lovely Tanya Mitchell. Hello, hello. <laughs> welcome, hello, ladies. Welcome to our studio. Welcome to this lavish studio. <laughs> I love it. Actually, fun fact, you're the most experienced podcaster in the room. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> we just talk shit off uh, camera. <laughs> yeah. True. Love that. Why not put a microphone in and uh, make it a thing? <laughs> well, why don't you tell us a bit about how you started in photography, videography? Um, yeah. Oh God. Okay. So it was probably like maybe I feel like it's four years ago now. Back in 2018, um, literally was just filming shit on my phone. Actually, like when I was in my fitness sort of stuff and I was doing like Ninja Warrior stuff, I was just filming my trainer would film content of me and then I would go home, put it all together, make like a little cool cool ass video of me just doing ninja warrior <laughs> shit but um and then from then it just sort of like i just started watching a lot of travel videos on youtube and then it sort of grew from that so was filming on my phone for a bit and then sort of was went bit the bullet went and got a camera and then just decided to go for it literally learned off youtube mm-hmm. spent hours and hours on youtube just learning watching any video i could asking other people for good recommendations on who to watch um and then honestly just like getting out there and just using the camera i'm Mm -hmm. such a hands-on learner so i think from that i just am better learning out in the field rather than sitting down trying to do a program or anything like that it's just easier for me that way what was your first camera i was literally just (laughs) (laughs) i I literally had the canon 77d oh i think i I had the 770 is that what you just said the 70 d i had the 77d Two sevens. <laughs> Two sevens and an yeah. <laughs> I could literally not tell you, gun to my head, what my first camera was. It was a Nikon. That's literally yeah. all I know. Yes. Yep. I feel like a lot of people started with Nikon. I remember I started with a 770D and I paid it off from Camera House for like <laughs> over a year. Like I'd slowly pay off a little money. I think it was $1.4,000. And yeah. it took me so long to pay it off too because I was like, I think I was 15 or something. And I was just like yeah. slowly going out. It so was so much excited. money at that time. Yeah, I know, but like you know what, you don't think lenses are that expensive, mm. but they're a mm. lot more expensive than the actual body. Like, I, I didn't realize yeah. that until I got. It. I was like, oh my god! I used yeah. my kit lens on it and was booking, <laughs> yeah. booking all my shoots and clients. And I was saying before, like I was shooting JPEG oh on no. my seven seventy, <laughs> like uh. with my kit lens, and I was like charging clients, and people were paying it, and I was yeah. like, oh, I guess it's. I think a lot of the time people think you have to have the most expensive equipment, but you can still yeah. charge out like and do proper photography with a cheap camera. You just have to learn how to play around with it and 
yeah and make your other skills kind of compensate yeah for that. definitely yeah. i think it like and then when you eventually do get a more expensive camera you're just kind of like blown away with what you yeah. can achieve you're like oh yeah. my god i did that <laughs> yeah because you had to I try so much harder yeah. like when you had a shittier camera i guess because you just like this is a bit trickier but i think yeah. almost you can use any camera i think mm. it's just learning how to shoot a manual i think mm. a yeah, lot of people just definitely. go straight to auto yeah, yeah. and then they get scared yeah. how would yeah. you what would you say to people who want to learn how to shoot in manual i would honestly just learn like your three basics which is like your shutter speed um aperture and your iso so learn all those things as long as you know that then it's just playing around with different angles yeah. i feel like that's how i mean that's how i've learned yeah Hundred percent. Yeah. And it, if someone was just starting, would you say, like, drop big bucks and buy a camera? Like, what what would you recommend for them? What kind of range always, camera? Yeah, I always like I always say start with a basic camera, and I like I always recommend people doing what I did at first, which was rent the camera because if you're not going to oh. stick with it in six months, you can take it back, and you haven't spent mm. that much money on it. Mm-hmm. Like you can go to like Camera House, Ted's Cameras, rent a camera. Because a lot of people will start it because they see what you're doing and they want to mm. do what you're doing, but it doesn't necessarily work in the same way because yeah. maybe you've got a bit more passion what they do. Yeah. So if you rent the camera and then if in six months, like you've used it once or twice, you might as well take it back and yeah. not be paying thousands of dollars for a camera. Interesting. I've never heard of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I, I recommend and a lot of people do that first. Like a couple hundred a month. Yeah. yeah. Like it was like, I think my 77D was like $80 a month. That's yeah. amazing. So if you book and one yeah. shoot in that month, like yeah. you've paid it off already. 100%, yeah. yeah. It's but such a good way to test cameras as well before you buy them. Yeah, because yeah. like, you hear so many people want to get into it and I think they hear the money side of it, but it's not always it's the overwhelming. case. Overwhelming, yeah. yeah. Look, there's a there's lot so of years of working much. for free before <laughs> yeah. you make a dollar. Exactly, oh, yeah. and that's what I'm like. You might as well go and rent the camera and then like if you're not really enjoying it and you're not finding that it's what you want to do, then mm. just take it back. Yeah. Mm. So what, where did you go from after that? You bought your first camera. Um, I was pretty lucky, I guess. Like I had my best friend who needed a videographer at the time. So mm-hmm. we just sort of like, I guess, learned together, especially like with YouTube. So she had to do a lot of stuff with YouTube. Um, and then I guess we just sort of grew together in that sort of sense. So I had a lot of work off the bat. I did a lot of free work. Like mm-hmm. It was a lot of free work before like we sort of talked about sitting down and getting paid for it and things like that. Um, with that, I was working two other jobs as well. So it was like mm. three jobs I was trying mm. to balance, like sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> just sort of like trying to hustle. And then when COVID hit, that's when I got more serious about it. And yeah. like I had more people coming to me, asking me to shoot. And I did a lot of cash in hand. And then like as like it got everything sort of got back to normal, I was like, nah, I'm not going back to my full-time job. Like mm. I want to do this. So I just sort of stuck to that. But yeah, it just started off with – yeah, that's what I mean. Like a lot of people won't have that same sort of beginning experience. Like mm. I had someone that was pretty well known, I guess, on social media and I just sort of grew with that as well. Mm-hmm. So mine was, I guess, very different, but mm. yeah. Nice. Ooh. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and what would you say, like, so how long have you been doing it for, sorry? Four years. And what would you say your highlight has been? Like any uh, like the travel highlights? the yeah. travel side, I think. Like especially you love working your travel work mm. so yeah. much, <laughs> especially like because I so I reached out to a company called Fraser Tours, and then they were also a company with Sailing with Sundays. So I got taken up to the Whit Sundays, and then I ended up getting like sort of full time work out of that. So I was flying up once so a month cool. mm. for a week just to go on boats and shoot content in the Whit Sundays, and that was probably like the highlight mm-hmm. anything like i do want to get more into tourism i'd love to steer away from 
I guess, all that kind of other stuff and just get more focused on the tourism business. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this so day and age, hard. I feel like it's so hard to get into yeah. it. So there's so many creators that want to do the same. Mm. What would you say to someone who wants to get into certain type of the industry but just hasn't, like, you know, it's overwhelming, they have no idea where to start, don't know how to book that first client? Yeah, honestly, like, it was just, like, a matter of reaching out. Like, I didn't think I'd be working in the Sundays, but I literally reached out to the smallest company I could find on Instagram. They had very little following so I was like hey I'm gonna offer you this 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 it was free work and then they liked my work so then they carried on being like okay we're actually gonna pay you to come Mm -hmm. up once a month we'll pay for your flights accommodation so I think it's just getting over the fear of putting yourself out there yeah I think the worst thing that's gonna happen is that they're gonna say no and it just wasn't meant for you so then you Mm -hmm. move on and you learn something from every time you get told no yeah Yeah, the hardest part is obviously not hearing back from anyone but (laughs) but that's gonna happen yeah Yeah. so much that's we were talking about that in the car like the ghosting, ghosting. is it's hard but it's again it's you all gotta part not of it. let it t- hard, take it to yeah. heart because it's just part of the industry you if, you, if you haven't got thick skin and you can't deal with a bit of ghosting i mean mm. i'm sorry but you got much worse things coming for you in this <laughs> yeah, industry legit, yeah. <laughs> for sure it's so true but yeah honestly i just think if you put yourself out there if you just have confidence in what you're talking about they're not going to question it mm. yeah so do you ever get imposter syndrome Bloody oath. <laughs> I was like, bloody oath. I get in the car and I'm just like sweating. Yeah. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Like, confidence I mean, is key. Yeah. And no matter who you look up to, I can guarantee you in this industry, they've felt it too. And yeah. like, probably pretty recently. <laughs> I don't think anyone, like, you look at the massive creator, someone like Sam Calder who has done amazing work for so many different companies, he's still learning. Like, this is mm. the thing about mm. the industry is you're always – not everybody knows everything. Yeah. yeah. And, like, technology is changing. Like, yeah. it's always yeah. upgrading it's that. Yeah. And maybe you want to change what, like, industry you want to be in. Yeah. Like, maybe – like, for me, I was doing professional tennis photography. Yeah. And from – like, I was a player, so I understood a lot of how – it worked from their side. Like I knew athletically what kind of looked good. That was instinctual to me. Um, And then I came back and was planning to go back on tour and like obviously COVID, lockdown, everything, can't go. And I had to switch and I suddenly got asked for a lot of like product and commercial things. And I was like, I don't know how the fuck to work flash. Like, Mm. but you just figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You go in with confidence. You say, yeah, I can do that. Sure. Mm. And then you figure it out. Like it's, it's totally what you make of it. Yeah. Yeah. And the clients don't know unless you make it clear. Like you can just make up some excuse. Yeah. Like they don't know how to use a camera. Like that's why you're hired. Like, (laughs) yeah, you can be like, ah, this is a little issue. And, um, but you don't tell them it's an issue. (laughs) What do you guys find that's the hardest in the industry? Like, what do you, have you found is the hardest thing to I find the hardest things I it's a lot it's a lot better now um, now that I'm established I found the most difficult part was that period where you're just starting to book clients but your clients are on a budget yeah and because they're on a budget they are picky as fuck Mm, like the smaller paying the client the bigger problems you have it is always the case Mm. Um, and I found it really tough in that zone just trying to please everyone like I would I remember one day I did this shoot. I was booked for like four hours. We shot for six and then she sent me home with extra material to take photos of at home because we ran out of time. And I said, yeah, sure. Yep. Okay, cool. Yep. Because I wanted them to be happy. I just like did it, copped it. Mm. um, And like absolutely no way should Mm. I have done that. But because they're that lower paying client and they 
they're just more picky. Yeah. yeah. It is how it is. And you kind of put up with it because you think like, oh, you kind of have to take a beating at the start yeah. to get your name out there or maybe they'll use me again. So you kind of yeah. just do it because you're like, oh, it might be consistent. And, and you don't yeah. know how to act. Mm. Like you don't know what's the norm. You don't. It's like you don't go to school really for this photography business stuff. Mm. It's yeah. like some people might go to like photography school. Yeah, sure. Mm. But you're literally learning about like fucking files and yeah, yeah. color grading, <laughs> you know, like yeah. very specific. They don't teach you how to like act, how to, you know, stand up for yourself, how to like set your pricing properly, like mm. everything. So there's so much that goes into it. But yeah, yeah I found that, um, that zone of when you're just starting to book mm. the toughest, like everything, it just takes a toll on you <laughs> yeah. and it's yeah. very overwhelming, but exciting at the same time. Cause like you were just doing this as a mm. hobby and now you're like suddenly like getting paid for it. Oh my it. God, I'm yeah. being paid. Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. I know. I think so many people go into photography thinking they're going to get like paid straight away where it's not yeah. the case. Like mm. I've heard so many stories of people shooting for seven years for free like and just doing no yeah like big photographers like you would know them like and they've they've said that huh? like seven years like not exclusively for free i hope yeah oh, i don't oh, know the, yeah like just not charging and then when they finally start charging it's little bits and little bits and now they're like these big names oh but they say like yeah like we might be killing it now like sponsored by canon like doing all yeah. this stuff but it took me seven years to even get the confidence to charge people crazy and like, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Mm. But yeah, a lot of clients are definitely, like you said, like the lower paying the client, the more um, headaches yeah, you have. So much headaches. And Red flags. You're having to explain center. yourself for things that you shouldn't have to explain yourself for. Like you have to try and sell yourself mm-hmm. like, hang on, like I know that like I'm worth this money yeah. and like well, more than what I'm paying you. Mm. Um, but yeah, I feel like they're on a budget. So they're really tired ass. Yeah. And, and they'll complain about anything they want to. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, you got that saying that you get what you pay for. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm like, if you want, you know, cheaper quality, then go hire someone else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so where do you see, if you see yourself in like five years, where would you want to be with this? What do you mm. want to be doing? I'm hoping like travel, honestly, like yeah. travel's literally always been at the top of my list. I spent a lot of time in my early 20s just wasting time with mm. alcohol and drugs and all that sort of stuff mm. to the point where I'm like at this age now where I'm trying to I guess feel like I'm hustling really hard to get what I want and at the end of the day I think what I want to do is just be able to create travel content that inspires people to get out mm-hmm. even even in your hometown like the Sunshine Coast has so many nice spots that people just haven't yeah. discovered and I'm sure the Gold Coast is the same mm. I just don't get out in the Gold Coast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like there's so many different spots to go and explore and I just want to show like the beauty of it I guess so yeah. Hopefully, like, working with tourism companies, whether it's, like, Queensland mm-hmm. Travel or mm-hmm. Tourism Queensland or, like, somewhere overseas working for, like, hotels or anything mm. like that to show the destination and probably something like that. Yeah. yeah. I could yeah. so see you out with your tripod, like, yeah. in a different, like, country every <laughs> oh. day. Or <laughs> I couldn't tell you how hopeless I would be trying to take photos of myself on a tripod. Oh, Honestly, I always find it easier. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just because I've done it for so long, yeah, maybe. Like, true. And there's no one, like, I get so awkward in front of a camera. So I guess, <laughs> like, there's nobody there. Like, it's yeah. just you and your tripod. You can be whatever you want to be. Like, yeah. <laughs> have you ever been in a situation where you've had to do it in public and, like, yes. people are watching? <laughs> yeah. I did it all on the Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, on the boat, everything. Do you like, get any attitude? Not really. I don't, That's pretty good. Like, I just try and, like, switch off and ignore that all the people are there. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've gotten to the point, like, it is embarrassing to set it up. But I've even gotten to the point where 
because we've had so much rain. Mm. I literally brought an umbrella for the tripod. I saw that. <laughs> so it's just like the tripod. The tripod's holding this umbrella. So even better. Oh my goodness. I love that. but that's classic. I yeah, it's yeah, the more you do it, the more you just don't give a fuck. You're like, yeah. I need to get this shot. Like if yeah, people are in I'm it or if they're gonna say something like, I'm never gonna see them again. hundred percent. Mm. And I'm I'm such an impulse person. Like mm. I'll wake up and be like, Oh, I'm gonna drive up to Funderburg today. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I like I don't know anybody who's got the free time to come just mm. on a Wednesday morning. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah sure, I'll come with you. So like I had to learn how to shoot for myself by myself. Yeah. Mm. So sort of tripod or drone would like, you say you're an introvert 100 percent. yeah see, around the good people mm. like not the good people around the <laughs> right people like <laughs> I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. but i i'm the same way i'm a, i'm an introvert and i love traveling by myself yeah. i just love being by myself like it's mm. just I it's just, nice i want my own house yeah like, <laughs> literally like <laughs> your husband can go mm, get out of house. <laughs> but you know what i mean like it's yeah. It's traveling by yourself and like it's a small price to pay having to set up the tripod and do that mm. when you have, you know, your solitude and you can really enjoy yeah. a trip like that rather mm. than if you bring someone who's not quite the right person to travel with exactly. and then it ruins the entire experience. You can go traveling with friends and stuff, but if you enjoy really doing content and you want to get like really nice shots in these places and mm. show them off, but like and you don't have those people that come with you it's just it sort of brings it down a little bit and i'm yeah. just like i'd yeah. just 100 percent rather have you ever had home. a travel experience with someone you should not have traveled with <laughs> yes i have <laughs> let's just but say it was in a van so obviously you're confined in a van oh. for uh, quite okay. a bit of time mm-hmm. and yeah i don't know if I i've had one of those too yeah mm. and in a van with someone i don't want to be in a van with <laughs> i ended up driving back home by myself oh, no. <laughs> like, so, so it went well. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, she we stopped somewhere where her family was, so she just decided she wanted to stay there, and I was like, see ya, and I just yeah. left. Out of here. Yeah. But Love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I enjoyed more time by myself than I did with other people, Yeah, which is yeah crazy. I mm. feel like when you're traveling as well, like, obviously your passion, like, what you want to do is get the drone out, like, you know, yeah. shoot content. When you're with other people, it's kind of like, that. if that's not their passion, they want to go exploring, they want to go eat, mm. they want to, you know, they do other things, whereas, yeah. like, you and your camera are your best mates. Yeah. yeah you're 100%. like, we get yeah. to hang out all the time and they don't have to say shit, like, <laughs> on my timeline, like, yeah. I'm doing what yeah. I want to do. So true. But, yeah, I feel like it's definitely, like, I don't know, for a creative to travel by themselves is, like, quite exciting. Whereas yeah. for other people, I mean, they might not have anything else to do by themselves. Whereas, yeah, mm. you have your cameras. So, you've, yeah. you've got so much I more possibility. Like a lot of photographers and creatives are introverts. Mm. I wonder if there's, like, a reason for that. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. you're sort of just glued with your camera. Oh, yeah, like and you're so used to being behind it yeah. that you just get so comfortable there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't call myself an introvert. Like, I'm yeah. definitely, like, a social butterfly. Like, yeah. I light up around people and stuff like that, but I'm definitely, like, a small group sort of person. Yeah. Like, if I'm at an event or some sort of party, I'm in the corner where the snack table is. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah. I'm like, Always no one talk snacks. to me. Like I'm definitely like that. Like, we mm. went out for my birthday to, like, this place, and it was loud, and we were all just sitting around a table. Like, I probably would have preferred going somewhere like Top Golf, where you can, mm. like, you're doing something. Like, Love I Topgolf. hate yeah. sitting down. <laughs> I wish there was one here. <laughs> I hate sitting down, like, at a table just – having a conversation one like the music was pumping 
I'm not a mm. loud person. Like I don't have a loud voice. Mm. So I struggle in those you situations. Yeah. And I just, I'm not comfortable doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like I'm yelling, but I don't even hear myself. <laughs> like, I hate that. That's a pet peeve of mine when the music is like obnoxious. Yeah. Like it's club, club level. Yeah. Mm. And we're back. So <laughs> <laughs> tell us a bit about um, YouTube editing for, do you do Morgan and Steve's at the moment? No. So I'm actually not doing Morgan's anymore. Oh. Yeah. So we decided to take a step back from that. It's mm-hmm. just like it was getting a lot between our friendship as well. Yeah. Um, yeah obviously, when you're editing, it's hard. very like you have to be very onto the communication and things like that. And it's mm. just a lot of back and forth. So it was just taking a toll on our friendship. So we're not we've both sort of sat down and we're not going to do that anymore. We'd rather focus on the friendship more yeah. than mm. obviously the work so side important. of it. And at the end of the day, I don't want to be editing YouTubes forever. Yeah. Like, Can you, passion. just for people who don't, because um, if anyone doesn't know, I have just recently started YouTube and I thought, oh, easy, <laughs> weekly vlog, <laughs> so chill, so easy. And then I sat down and realized how much time it took every time, especially if you're doing all the funny, mm. cool things that you do, like adding the clips in, yeah. all of the small things. Can you just explain to people for like your average weekly vlog, how much footage you're going through Mm -hmm. how long it will take to edit that and then all of the things like the you know the thumbnail getting like everything done how much time would that take if you're filming yourself and editing yourself I would say that would be less time when so like when Morgan had sent me stuff I'd have to sit down download all the footage go through it so that already was like like I'd spend anywhere between five four to five hours a day just editing one day of her vlog and Mm -hmm. it was a seven day vlog so easy like 30 plus hour week sometimes sometimes I can whip it up faster um so it was a lot of that and obviously like communicating with each other like I'd message her and be like hey can you make sure you upload tonight so I can edit it just so we're like on time with everything Mm -hmm. um but yeah so adding like the clips so it was sort of like a sense like a lot of people found it like she's just a funny person in general, so she is she's very easy to watch, mm-hmm. and that's just her personality. But then like to add in the clips just to make it, I don't know. I'm, I have a very sa- sarcastic yeah. sense of humor, <laughs> so when I add those things in, people loved it. Like there was yeah. always comments on it and being like, "Love the movie clips." That I don't even know. I just as I'm editing, it sort of pops oh, in my yeah, head. That's cool. And I've watched so many different TV I think that's series. That's the most talented part. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Here I, I am YouTubing like. Funny <laughs> table scene, like trying to find one that fits. And this chick just has it pop in her head. I'm just like Joey from Friends. Yeah. This, 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 this like, exact yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it just pops in my head. So I don't I don't know why, but that's a real just, skill. That's yeah. Cool. And it just like adds it to the video a little bit more. And people love it. Like people mm. are always commenting on the movie clips. So it was good. Like it kept. Mm. But again, that's just like an extra thing to research and like download it and all that sort of stuff and then obviously like you've got your licensing music Mm -hmm. like you've got to pay for that as well and like just music alone and I think any creator videographer anyone creating stuff can agree with me that that's probably the longest thing is to find the right because when you edit and then like if you've got an idea on what the video is going to be like you have a sort of a sound in your head that you want it to match up and then putting that in there and then trying to edit to the music mm-hmm. is probably, like, the hardest part. But, yeah, I'd spend an easy, like, nearly 30 hours plus a week mm. on just a weekly vlog. Like, and that's it's just massive. going through it. That's and then, like, huge, the sending yeah. back and forth. Like, obviously, it's a lot of communication. and mm-hmm. Like, things they might not like. Are there yeah. changes in them? Yeah, every now and again. Mm. Like, there was, some, there was times where there wasn't any changes, which was awesome. Mm. And then 
there'd be times like Morgan would give me feedback, but then obviously like it was probably a little bit too late to change it. And she mm-hmm. was just happy, but she's like, just for next time, let's do this. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yeah. cool, noted. So yeah. all yeah. that sort of stuff. But yeah, YouTube's a hard game. Like yeah. I feel like you like you've got a you've got a good person. Like you both have good personalities. So I feel like you're just easy to watch. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I think as long as you have a personality, like I don't think everybody's made for YouTube. Definitely not. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think I am. Like I don't think I'm a I funny person. I reckon you could be. You could like be. my my daily routine is wake up at seven thirty, and Jack's already done a month's work. Yeah. <laughs> like in that morning, like I know. Like <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Like my alarm's going off at seven thirty. Snooze it till eight. Like, <laughs> wake like, up, Jack's done like six shoots. She's yeah. been like to and back yeah. from the Gold Coast like, and Sunny Coast. I need to have a shower today. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! This but like, great. it's such like, I've yeah, I've become such like just a creature of habit, being at mm. home and like not going out too much. And mm. Yeah. Like obviously, like my main goal is I want to travel, so I want to mm. save as much money as possible. I don't really want to be going out spending it on. Yeah. Less sort of stuff, I guess. Yeah, I think but like be more mindful of where you spend your money. And yeah, time as well. I'm I'm like, quite bad massively. with money. Mm. Like, mm. like I think I had a conversation with you about money the other day. Like, I'm not comfortable talking about money, and I honestly think it's from growing up. Like, my yeah, parents were too. bad I with money. 100%. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can help us. Yeah. We're like I, generational scarring for money. It shouldn't <laughs> be like that. Yeah. Like everyone gets this as soon as money is mentioned, everyone suddenly gets this like. Yeah. You go into We're your doing shell. That. We're that's what happens this. when you grow up. Like it's yeah. like don't talk about money. Don't ask about money. Like don't ask how much yeah. that was. Like it's just like it's almost like you like, like in my head. Subject. I've always been told it's rude to ask people yeah. about money. Yeah, like that's just yeah. how I've grown up. On it, yeah, and yeah. me too. But like, I've become so honest about it in the past probably year mm. because I was terrible as well. Like yeah. I was when I get, came back from Europe, end of twenty nineteen. Um, it was probably start of 2019. I probably had maybe 10 grand of credit card debt mm, just yeah, from wow. traveling around. Yeah. Um, and it was a kind of situation where I was like, I knew I was over there. I was young. I wanted to travel while I was there. So I was like, I'll kind of just cop this now because I can never come back to this time. Um, and then I can, when I get home, figure out how to pay it off. Um, yeah, ooh, okay. so, so interesting like, tactic. <laughs> I was like, that's a later problem. Yeah. 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 <laughs> me will deal yeah. with that. Um, so I came back and like paid it off pretty quickly, which I was really proud of. And then I was like, wow, if I paid all that off quickly, imagine what I could do if I actually, mm. you know, started saving. Yeah. So then that became my priority. And then after that, it was like, oh, what if I started like investing and, you know, Ooh, just little yeah. steps, it all kind of compounded on each other. Mm. And now I'm so open that literally yesterday morning, I was getting a coffee with my friends and she was talking about her job and how much it sucked. And I was like, how much do you get paid? <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sorry. That's so rude. <laughs> or tax. Yeah. But I think it's, it's something that's really important to be educated and just be more um open yeah. to because I find yeah it's so refreshing when people talk about money because yeah. like I like same thing as you like you grow up and it's like an issue in families it's like it's as such well such a sacred thing it to is. talk about yeah because like. it can really like make or break families marriages like friendships like money is just like such an evil but like powerful incredible source yeah. and like I feel like we do need to talk about it more as well because especially in creative industry there's no rule book like mm. you know there's no calculator it's like all right this is exactly how much you need to be getting paid like yeah. if you set your rates and if you don't know what everyone else is charging or I think for brands it would be really important for clients to know mm. how much money they should be spending at least minimum because like that would save a lot of creators getting ripped off and yeah um, things like that. So. Even then, it's like if you're creative, you're probably running your own business. Mm. So then you've got 
to pay your own taxes. You've yeah. got to pay your own super. Like, there's all yeah, of these different things. Yeah. If you're sick for yeah. a week, you're screwed. You're not getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, it's it's not as easy as you need mm. to have a nice little cushion yeah. of and savings I, to help I you. I feel like case. a lot with, like, I. this is one thing I struggle with is, a little, like, I feel like I have to explain my pricing in mm. a sense because mm. people see that they're there, the time you're there shooting for. So that's all they think they're paying for. Yeah. But they're not mm. paying. They don't see the post-production, all that effort Glued that goes into it. Laptop, so it's yeah. almost like I have to feel like I have to be like, so I'm going to spend this much time editing. Obviously, I'm going to use this program. This mm. is what I'm paying for, blah, blah, blah. So mm. all that's included in the pricing. Like mm. I just, I'm getting to a point where I'm not explaining that at all. I'm like, these are my prices. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I but it's not even your it. time. Mm. It's yeah. not even just your equipment. It's all of the hours you've spent refining your craft. Yeah. Exactly. Because if they would just pay for someone's hours and their equipment, all right, here you go. Hand mm. my camera to your dad. Mm. Let's see how he fucking goes with yeah. it. Like, yeah. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> now pay me what I'm worth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's so hard, especially because, like, quite a bit of influencers these days want a lot of real stuff. And mm. it's, like, they it's just changing. think real is so easy to make. And it's, like, well, like, it, it, it is. But if it was, you would do it yourself. Yeah. yeah. They're, <laughs> like, like, hiring yeah. you because they want your standard of work. Yeah. But your standard of work yeah. isn't just a quick five-minute edit. Like, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. A, yeah. an, a, a reel on an iPhone might take mm. you five minutes to make. Yeah. But if you're doing that same thing on a professional level with professional equipment, that five-minute video becomes like at least an hour mm. yeah of work color at least all the rest like there's so much yeah but like that's what you've asked for so <laughs> yeah people don't realize they're like oh like you know it's an eight hour shoot or whatever and then you're like yeah but the editing like it's not just eight hours of my time yeah. like I've just come off a two-day campaign and it's been like four or five days now and I have not left my laptop like we're in the car I'm editing mm. we're like watching a movie with the family I'm editing like you yep. actually I get like separation anxiety from my laptop if, like <laughs> yeah, after same. like because I feel guilty I'm like no like this is my work if I don't put the work in then the client's not going to be happy but it really takes like like a solid couple of weeks to yeah. really refine if you're happy with like what you're giving out as well because if you rush it just to get it to them in like you know quick pace or whatever yeah. then yeah. you're not happy with the work like it's not just it's never just an eight hour shoot you know no. it's not a one day no, 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 campaign no. it's yeah. like a lot of back end that people don't even think about and it yeah. also the booking of the shoot as well there's lots of planning and emails like it's there's a lot of mm -hmm. time and energy that goes into yeah. it for yeah. sure yeah i've been burned so many times of like mm. doing the whole planning like mm. my systems now are a lot more in depth than they used to be yeah. so i used to literally just email back to my client like if they ask for a quote, this is how much it is. Like literally mm -hmm. just a line in the email. And then they would say yes or no. Sometimes they wouldn't say anything. <laughs> and if they said yes, I would just email a date. And then sometimes I would not even speak to them again until we show up. Yeah, it's so scary. Which <laughs> now I understand is pretty bad. <laughs> so like my system right now is a lot different. So they'll get like a whole, say my personal branding packages, they'll get a whole shoot plan what to bring you know where we're going what times timeline everything and I've got to that stage with a few people and then they've dropped out mm. and then you've done all the planning that's happened to which me is before. now <laughs> yeah I need to implement deposits like yeah. so important but yeah. it's yeah. just I feel like it's that last bit of fear of like oh if they'll mm. if I ask for a deposit they will they won't book it yeah, but, but I don't know, know why we think that way. Yeah, yeah I, because I of course they will. Mm. Yeah, I think I've always done deposits only because I've been burnt in the past. Yeah. Mm. And I've always done 
I've done 50% non-refundable. So that works as a cancellation fee as well. So if they mm-hmm. don't show up, at least I've still been still paid for that almost. day. Yeah. And like people are like, oh, 50% is a lot. But still, people still will still pay it. Like if you mm-hmm. get the right people, they're going to pay it. Yeah. yeah. And like nobody wants to lose 50% of yeah. their shoot. So mm-hmm. they're like, I'm going to do well, it. Have so you ever had any trouble yeah. with that? Um, No, not really. I haven't had oh, any. That's good. Not really any issues. Mm-hmm. I thought about dropping it, but I was like, nah, like no. If it's working, works. keep yeah. it. At the exactly. end of the day, like, if people are going to pay a deposit, it means they're serious about doing the shoot. Yeah. So they know Which they're going to have want. to pay that money anyway. So yeah. you, you may as well lock in at the start. And then they yeah. also might feel more confident in you that you're going to perform and you're yeah. actually going to rock up because you've got their money. Yeah. You know, like, it yeah, can be 100%. scary for them as well. Like, they may have never booked a shoot before. Yeah. So if they're putting that much money into it, they're like, okay, this is serious. This is a big investment. Like, you know, this is an investment. It's not just throwing away some money yeah. on someone. And like I always say to them, like as soon as you pay the deposit, they get an email confirmation that mm. their shoot is booked. So mm. yeah. that cool. locks in their date, that locks in their time. Nobody else can book over them. Mm. Like I can't book anything else in, so it sort of works like that. And I've always found that yeah. it works I well. need to do that. Literally, yeah. you are not on the calendar until the deposit yeah. is in. And that's I've, what yeah, I say. I'm like, and like I've had people come back to me and be like, oh, I'm going to pay that deposit today. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, but someone else has already got that date. Yeah, so exactly. Like, unfortunately. Like, yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, no, that's okay. Like, can we do this day? So they just reschedule yeah. it. So yeah because yeah. i was doing deposits after like well it just kind of depends like throughout the chit chatting or whatever but obviously mm-hmm. pay deposit before the shoot um but like there's been times where i've done the planning and they're like meaning to pay the deposit and they haven't paid it yet but you still go help with the planning i think yeah. being more more strict of i will not do any planning like no yeah. chit chatting until that deposit is paid because yeah. I was saying to Tanya earlier, I was like, I was on a, had a phone call with a client for an hour where we were just getting to know each other. Like we spoke about all the details. I was getting models for her, like planning the whole thing. And then she just goes to me and did the shoot with someone mm. else with all my planning. And I was like, oh God. Uh, like, oh, I was like, oh, yeah. that. And it felt so personal because we had chatted like, yeah. you know, on the phone. Like it was just, you know, and that happens all the time. You just have to be careful. Yeah. I, guess, as, I do pho- free phone consults, mm. um, but we won't plan anything in that time. Yeah. It's just all about hearing, you know, them, their brand, what they want to get out of it, make yeah. sure everything's aligning. And then from there, it's like, if you want to book, here you go, mm. then we can plan. Yeah. yeah. I think it was a learning curve for me because like yeah. phone calls, like, you know, fine free phone, phone consults and everything, but like to actually go ahead and plan and get models and all that stuff. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I just guess like having that phone call and that sort of friendship that was built, you just had trust there and you're like, mm. oh, I know it's going to go ahead. It's almost hard not to take it personally because it's your business, it's your baby. If it's mm. something that you're so passionate about, you put mm. so much time and effort into it, it's just it's kind of hard not to yeah. take it personally. But yeah. obviously yeah. you just sort of try and just learn from it, move yeah. on. Because if you're working for someone else, like at the end of the day, you're building their brand anyway. So mm. it doesn't really matter because you're like, oh, I'm still getting paid a, you know, a weekly, I mean, an hourly payment. But if you're working yeah. for yourself, like you do take it personally because you're like, mm. oh, is my work not good enough? Or, you mm. know, like, why'd they go a different direction? And it's just like your time is money when you're working for yourself. Yeah. Whereas, like, when you're working for someone else, it doesn't really and matter. And you work, you work 24-7. <laughs> like, you don't You don't stop. switch off. Yeah. It's impossible. It's, hard. it's so hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have been better at that since I got my desktop. Mm. Like, I, if it's past 5 p.m., like, probably won't catch me yeah. working yeah. at all. That's like. Good. I never work on my laptop anymore, like around the house. This room is for working and working only. Mm. No work happens in the bedroom. You know, like it's just everything has its place. It's so important to like go to work. Like you're walking yeah. into the study and that's your work. Yeah. And I find I'm much more productive in the time that I am here. Yeah. And then I know like that's why I can get up early because I know I'm getting my sleep. Mm. Like 7.30, I'm in bed. I'm reading for half an hour, then I'm asleep. Oh my God. I know <laughs> that every night. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a five five thirty dinner girl. Oh my god! 
See, because we're, we're quite opposite because I edit. You're nocturnal, like, man. <laughs> <laughs> I edit to like sometimes the latest, the earliest I've, <laughs> I've set up editing is 7 a.m. is when I've gone to bed. Yeah. And then it's just. <laughs> it's, see, I used to be able to do this yeah. when I was like early 20s yeah. and like, you know, could could do that. But now yeah. the idea of it just makes me I, sick. Mm. I've stopped now. I'm like, mm. like anything past seven o'clock will not do. Yeah. yeah. Like you're much more productive productive as well yeah. during the day i think it's because i don't yeah. have distractions like my phone's not going off everyone i know is asleep yeah, yeah the only people true. that would contact me on instagram is someone from overseas but i'm like it's mm. not urgent i, I wouldn't wait. reply mm. yeah film then and there see this is how i feel when sometimes i wake up super early to work yeah. like mm. i would rather do that and sometimes i'll have a call with my coach who's based in new york and yeah, just okay. the way at time works sometimes i'll have to get up at four to have that call mm. And I actually love it. Like it, it just feels like you're the only one up. Yeah. The world's asleep. I do. I do enjoy getting up early. Yeah. I just wish I was more productive yeah, with it. Whenever like, I wake up, I feel like I get so much more done. Like when I wake up early, sorry. Mm. Like I get so much more done. But I <laughs> like struggle so much getting up early in the morning. Like I'm just such a nocturnal person as well. But yeah. I definitely like when I was younger and working a couple jobs while doing photography, I'd edit really late at night because yeah. that's the only time you could do it and then I started getting so like getting cold sores and just like so stressed yeah my health and went yeah, downhill so a down. lot and like, as soon as I stopped doing that I haven't had a cold sore since like that's so I, good. like it's just it's only when I was working two jobs plus photography because you're editing in yeah. the middle of the night yeah yeah but at the time you're like oh but it's hard to take the dive to go yeah. full time so you're just like I'll oh, just do it <laughs> yeah, for sure. what would you say to someone who is in that position where they want to go full time but they probably don't have enough work right now and they have that fear of like what if it doesn't work I mean I kept saying to myself the worst thing that is going to happen is that I just go back to a job mm. like if you've got if you can financially support yourself for a little bit like if you're doing paid shoots and you can sort of I guess like have a bit of back something to fall back on then take the chance um it's so hard because I was so I was always I've always been so worried about not being able to afford to basically live like mm. especially this day and age I think it would be even more harder because everything is so expensive fuel is expensive rent keeps going up mm. all that stuff keeps going and I honestly think if you can take the dive if you have the money to do so and you you have like good stability in what you're doing and you believe in yourself that much the worst thing that's going to happen is that you just go back and get another job. Yeah. Mm. Like that's mm. going to be the worst thing. And, you know, you might work again for six months and then try again in another six months or something. Like mm. you can definitely do it. I just think you, if you're very smart about it, then it should be. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just sink or swim really. Yeah. Mm. Cause that was my thing. Mm. I was like, worst case scenario, I go back to F45. I love mm. training people anyway. Yeah. Worst case scenario, I just go back there mm-hmm. and, save again mm. try again another six months or something like that but yeah mm. yeah I feel yes. like once you do go full-time it's like you have that pressure on yourself because you are you know working for yourself and you know that if you don't bring in the bread then no one else is gonna do it like yeah. <laughs> so you you can find like you have to just start reaching out to clients do all those things that you wouldn't have done if you were working for someone else because like I know when I had another job I would give that boss more time than I would give my own business because I was like a loyal worker so it it is hard when you're working for someone else to give your business everything so when you do take that plunge then you can give it complete control and focus on just your own little baby yeah Mm. um but it is sink or swim 100% like you you go out find the clients yourself if you can't then like you said 
I honestly had this again. fear that I was just going to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was just my it's thing. I was over. like, if I quit my job, I'm just going to die. Like, that's it. <laughs> but it's die. not the case at all. Like, that was my worst case scenario thinking. But the worst case was just like, go back and get another job. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty that's much. hilarious. Oh, All right. All right. Well, one last question for you, Tanya. Yes. <laughs> if you could do anything that instead of photography, what would it be? Anything in the world. We spoke about this in the car. I would you actually... can't say videography. <laughs> <laughs> Content creator. <laughs> I would love to do anything that involves boats and being in the water. Like anything with marine mm, same, life. Same. The problem is I wasn't good in school. I was not good at school. I was very distracted. I would wag. <laughs> I think I skipped that much of my math class that my teacher didn't even know who I was. Mm. I It was like... It was, I was not good. That was bad <laughs> in like, school. So what I was, are you doing here? <laughs> I was bad in school. So like... I probably would try and go down some sort of path like that, like something with marine life or being on boats or something like that because yeah. I do enjoy – I'm happiest when I'm on the water. Mm. I love being out in the water. Mm, I love being true. in the water, free diving, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I'd probably do something along those lines. 100%. Amazing. Or PT. You could do both. I like yeah. PT too. Yeah. Yeah, you could definitely do both. Yeah. Bring yeah. your camera along on a boat. <laughs> That'd be the dream. <laughs> For sure. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank cool. you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Story. Thanks, doll. <laughs> <laughs> this was great. Anytime. Yeah, we'd Anytime love to doll. have you back. <laughs> for sure. Always down to talk about this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Can't shut you up. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I felt like I talked so much. No, I'm kidding. Is <laughs> <laughs> that a podcast to stop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, guys. Definitely tune in next week. You can like, subscribe if that's a thing on podcasts. I don't do all the things. Yeah. Leave us a review. Leave us a review. Do what only you if do. it's like a good one though. <laughs> do you guys have an Instagram where they can follow yeah, you on? Shots fired pod. We'll put it in the show notes. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's done Maybe. her homework. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye. 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 Bye.